Hello, and welcome to Open Brief, a podcast from some of the most creative minds in the world. I'm Lucy Dwyer, and I'm here with co-producer Mimi Munoz to introduce today's episode. Hi, everyone. Before we start, a little bit about Open Brief itself. We started this podcast as a way to hear from our people about topics that most intrigued them. That's right. We essentially wrote an open brief and sent it to our network and had the most chaotic ideas come back to us. So we did the only thing that makes sense in a creative environment. We leaned in. As Dan Wyden once said, chaos is the only thing that honestly wants you to grow. The only friend who really helps you be creative. And who doesn't love the chaos of a dinner party? Well, to be fair, probably a lot of people. It's true. Dinner parties aren't for everyone, but some would argue it depends on the guest list. Today's episode explores just that. WK London strategist Kelvin Lyon asked his friends Debs, Flo, and Gab, if you could invite anyone to your own personal dinner party, who would you pick? They discussed their choices over, you guessed it, a dinner party, hosted by Elena Silcock, managing editor of food media platform Mob. It's really a fun question to consider, and we hope it inspires you to make a list of your own. For instance, I'm for sure inviting Padma Lakshmi and Rihanna. Mimi, what about you? If I could invite anyone, hmm. I think it would have to be Hayao Miyazaki. Hayao Miyazaki. I actually don't know who that is, so maybe we should have dinner and discuss. Oh, that would be great. (laughs) I love it. Okay, so thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy this episode of Open Brief. Hey there, everyone. I hope you're doing well. My name is Kelvin Lyon, uh, and I work at Widen & Kennedy London. This is, I have to admit, my first ever time hosting a podcast. So if this all goes to complete and utter shit, I do apologize. This evening, I have the distinct honor of speaking to and recording with three of my delightfully creative uh, and very funny colleagues at Widen & Kennedy London, Debs, Flo, and Gab. But sadly for them, And to be fair, most likely to all of you listening at home, this is going to be no regular recording. You know how your parents always told you not to eat and speak at the same time? Well, that advice is going firmly out the window tonight because we're going to be speaking about which three guests we'd invite to our dream dinner party as we eat, drink and converse at a dinner party. So fingers crossed this doesn't just turn out to be some ASMR TikTok bootleg. And if it does, then sorry in advance. Uh, We are recording, you might be able to hear it in the background, we're recording right now from the kitchen slash dining room uh, of chef and food writer Elena Silcock. Hello, Ellie. Hi. Who also happens to be one of my very good friends. Uh, So a big thank you to her for having us. Ellie is currently preparing what can only be described as a three-course banquet for us, uh, (laughs) but maybe we'll talk about the food as it comes out. Uh, I now want to turn your attention to our lovely guests. As I mentioned before, I'm joined by three of uh, the warmest people at Wyden & Kennedy London, who I have to say, uh, I 80% asked to join me this evening based on the fact that they all have very funny laughs. So pressure is on them to be funny. Uh, So hello to Debs Gunma, Florence Deary, and Gabriel Gale. Debs, Flo, Gabo, how are we all this evening? Yeah, I'm right. There's a naked dude across. <laughs> He's gone now, but I was just staring at him the whole time. I wasn't being rude. He was a little bit naked, yeah, with the with the curtain around him. Um, yeah. going all over there, what happens yeah, in Hackney stays in Hackney. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing all right. Um, Flo, first question to you. I hope you're having having a delightful week. 
would love to know, have you ever been on a podcast before? No. <laughs> That's it. Sorry, I'm trying not to laugh. Um, no, I haven't. But like I said, I um, when I was really sad when I was interning, I used to plug a microphone in and have the headphones so I could hear myself speaking and it did sound like I wasn't a podcast. But yeah, no, it wasn't. It was not real. So a uh, oh, so bit of a dream come true for you. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. I'm really, this is it. This is the one. This is what it's. Uh, Deb's first question for you, considering we are at a dinner party, mm. love to know how you rate your cooking skills out of 10. Oh, yeah. Strong nine, really. I think it, um, yeah. I think it depends on the cuisine, though. But um, so I'm, I'm Nigerian and I think our food takes a lot of like skill like to make basically. And so I think because that's my starting point, like everything else seems a bit, you know, yeah, a bit easy really. So I'd say, so I think I'd say like a strong, strong nine. Yeah. I mean, I haven't had a bad rating yet to be fair. So not one single bad rating yet. No, no. Literally. Not even close. People are hungry when they eat though. So I don't know <laughs> how much you can take from it, but. Okay, yeah. so you give yourself a solid nine. A solid nine. Next question. How would your family rate your cooking out of 10? Solid eight. <laughs> <laughs> solid eight, yeah. But that's because they're better than me. You know what okay. I mean? I'm the youngest, so they've had more time. It's literally just been a matter of time. Okay. Who's the uh, who's the best cook in your family? My mum. Yeah, my mum. Yeah, she's she's crazy. I think it's just because she knows how to cook so many different types of dishes um, as well. Except Western food, though. She doesn't really, yeah. She doesn't fuck with that? <laughs> nah, no, <nah>, not really, <laughs> not really. She, it doesn't have enough, like, chili, she says. Like, it's not spicy enough. Okay. Or, like, it's not seasoned enough. Those are her words, though, not mine. <laughs> spicy or seasoned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's her, what's her, her favourite dish that she cooks for you? Something called akara, basically. Okay. Which is, like, a, a bean cake. Um, so you kind of take like these, like, they don't, they're not like baked beans. They're like, um, <laughs> like another type of like bean from Nigeria, basically. And you've got to soak them for like a day and then you blend them basically. Uh, and then you add some like seasoning to it and then you kind of fry it. So it comes out like a, like a saltfish fritter. If you've seen one of those before, basically. Um, but it's really nice. It's really, really nice. And then you have that with something called. I don't know what the English name is. I think the English name for it is pap, actually. Okay. And it's it's it looks like custard, but it's not custard. It's from corn or like maize, I think. Um, and you kind of put that in water and then you kind of like stir it and you heat it up in like a microwave for a time. And then it comes out like a white kind of custard and you have that together for breakfast. It's pretty cool. Sounds delicious. It's really nice. Florence, very different to how you eat your beans. Cold, cold out of the tin at my desk. <laughs> yeah, you can ask anyone on the creative floor if that's true. Um, it, yeah, it's, yeah. How did this start as a weird little... Uh... The baked bean thing? Yeah. I was a really fussy kid and basically all I would eat was mainly just stuff with baked beans, but mainly just baked beans. And then I think it got to a point where I was so hooks on the beans that my mum would cook love because my mum's an amazing cook cook lovely dinner I'd be like can I have beans with it and she started heating them up to go with the food and then got so sick she'd just slam the can down and be like <laughs> fucking if you want to add the beans to whatever you're eating go for it so I would just help myself to the cold beans and now I love them sorry mum <laughs> yeah, we were terrible as kids sometimes my mum would just have to like cook like three different dishes oh gosh oh wow it wasn't me I always ate whatever she but my sister that's amazing she ever listens to this <laughs> <laughs> she was terrible. Yeah, you're awful. <laughs> you guys had choice. 
You had a choice. So what yeah, you eat? I never had a choice. That's I crazy. Know, yeah. what whatever's, on, whatever's there, it's what's on the menu. That's really. what you get. I think that's yeah. how it should be. Like starve or I just well, I just ate I'd bed, bed beans to anything that my mum cooks. We were proper twice. That's brilliant though. Uh, Gabo, being very silent over there. What's up? <laughs> Thinking. Um, question for you. Again, dinner dinner party based. If you had come, if you had people uh, coming over for dinner this weekend, what's your go-to dish? <laughs> um, I'd make a fat halloumi curry. Okay. It's on. It's from Mob. A butter oh, halloumi curry. I would take out. two or three packs of lower pack from the office and fill myself out. Sorry, Ronnie. Um, <laughs> it was Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my go-to. It's okay. really tasty. And then fry the poppadoms at home. Like do as much of the the steps as I could. I like being busy when I cook. If I have people okay. around and it's like making a bowl of soup, I think I'd lose my mind. But I like being like chopping up. Chopping and, and dicing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just what, what goes in this curry? What else in that one, uh, it's halloumi. Okay. Uh, you've got to like get loads of onions, garlic, fry it up, blend it. Lots of bits. Cream. Cream goes into it. It's just a curry. Garam masala, a bit of chili. Yeah. Maybe next time you can host us all. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a filler. It's good. Love that. Love that. <laughs> Holy <laughs> Oh my God. Bro. I'm going to take a photo, which I never do of food. Um, guys, it's buttoned up because Solaria's out of season now and I couldn't get it. Mm. But it's buttoned up pizza. That's that panic. Unacceptable. With romasco and a parsley and red onion salad. That was fucking <laughs> scrummy. That was so good. That's class. That was absolutely delicious. That's that food class. was yeah. very yummy. Thanks, yeah. Yeah. That's, That's my first same. vegan meal. Ever. Yeah, I've never had a vegan. You've had a glass of water. That's not a meal. Did you like it? Though? Yeah, no, it was genuinely like really, really nice. Like I'm really shocked. <laughs> not, not, not from like a, oh, I didn't think you could cook, but more kind of like <laughs> yeah, more, no, 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 no. But I've never, I, I, I just think I almost don't feel like I'm eating if I don't have meat. Mm. Like it doesn't feel like oh, I'm, wow. yeah, because meat feels like a reward. That, because when I was growing up, yeah. you can't, if you have like rice and chicken, you can't eat your chicken until you finish your rice. Uh, yes. So I'm, I associate meat with like a reward. Yeah. So, like afters. Yeah. You've been conditioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So God, I was like, so wow, like I really enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. so, I mean, we'll see how you feel at the end, you know? Yeah, that was really nice. Yeah. Tastes like sweet potatoes. Straight to McDonald's. Mm. Gabo, yeah. over to you first. Um, so to remind everyone this about who our dream dinner guests would be to a dinner party, hit us. Who's who's your first guest? It's it's cool. We've been talking about vegetarian shit and animal mm. shit because I would have this woman Mary Midgley. She's a really cool. She's not cool. She's an old woman and she's dead. <laughs> but she's written some. She's written some cool books. I feel like we'd have a nice, compassionate conversation. Um, I feel like we'd explore some interesting topics. I would finally have someone to talk to about you know her shit. Um, she wrote some cool book, Mary Midgley. Check it. That's cool. What's, what's, what's her thing? Like, what's her? She's about like you know animals versus humans, and and breaking down this um, this idea that just because we're humans, we're set above everything else. Um, cool. She's quite anti. She's of academia, so she's like quite learned, but she's anti science. She's anti like the the idea that science can define the entire world. Mm. She likes to like talk about the gray area. Like spirituality and, and mysticism, but then she's also she's learned, like she knows what she's talking about. Mm. I always struggled like getting into spiritual shit because I just felt like I was reducing myself to like some stupid shit. I don't know. In, mm. in school, they teach you like a certain way of learning, and she's been able to break down like even what you do know about science is, is kind of all bullshit. It was like a good guess, mm. you know, not all wow. bullshit. And she's like, 
there's loads of cool stuff to science, like it, it's moving us forward, but it's not a way for the future. Mary Magdalene, yes, I'm listening. Miller Moran. Ma- yeah, Mil- <laughs> Mary Magdalene is Jesus' girlfriend. Mary Midgley. Okay, Mary Midgley, and she's just, she's Mary, like... Mary, she's just cool. She's, she's just a cool... How did you come across her, Gebba? Uh, I found a random book by her in Oxfam in Greenwich one time, cool. and I, you know, it's I read so it, I was cool. like, I connect with that shit. And then I've been kind of obsessed with her. She's got a really good book called Animals and Why They Matter. Like, it's really nice. Because to me, I, like, I already understand why animals matter. But to have, like, it in an academic-ass book, like, this is why animals are much more important than just, like, a tool. It could... Yeah, yeah I, it, it sounds fascinating, and I'm going to immediately look her up and probably start loving her as well. Um, because it's an interesting thing that you're saying about, like, it's, it's a hard argument to have. Like mm. I always, I always have to like downplay, like, because yeah. you're like, oh, I'm vegan and yeah, because yeah, well, I'm a loser. Oh, yeah. animals, and I'm like actually genuinely yeah. like. Spend- <laughs> you tend to feel like you can't rely in an argument on no. oh animals. I love them. I have like a yeah. heart for them. That's not. Yeah. You can't bring that to a debate. But yeah. She does. Like she's straight up like, yeah. I, the reason I, they matter yeah. is outside of your whole debate it's, logic it's and shit. And it's really cool. And the sort of I'm I'm kind of with you, and it's hard to. It's, so it does two interesting things. The other thing is like the, the mysticism and trying to mm. sort of decode that a bit and make it not feel like really airy fairy and mm. silly. It's a really I'm gonna I'm gonna love this woman. <laughs> yeah. It's just admitting the grey area. Yeah, which people it's... find so hard to do, right. don't they? It really offends people when you're like. Because yeah. <laughs> in a way, you are like when you say like anti-science or like science isn't all that or, yeah. or whatever. It sounds it sounds so generalised when I say it like that, but like. People make it their whole lives and, and their intellect is, is holding them back from just admitting they might be a bit wrong on that thing. Oh, fuck it. Yeah. Or that there isn't a right and a wrong. There isn't a binary. It's like there's more there's more options. 100%. And like we shouldn't really dictate ourselves by mm. like on or off or black and white. There's there's so much stuff in between. Love that. I'll borrow some books. She's, oh, is she one of the reasons you're vegetarian? No, 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 no. I came... It, not it, that convincing then? No, I was... Uh, <laughs> Like, I'm not borrowing that. <laughs> she's not there. She's not trying to convince you to be vegetarian. I don't even think she's a vegetarian. Oh, I don't oh, even know. Like, that's what I mean by the grey area. It's not yeah. as simple as my side, your side. Yeah, that kind of shit. But I was, I was, I was a vegetarian, honestly, for money reasons because I was, I was poor and I couldn't mm. afford like chicken. Mm. However, so many times a week, you can take protein from the office. You take the peanut butter, and that's protein. That's mm. vegan protein. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's like your Ricardo <laughs> delivery is just what we've got in the office. I yeah. love that. Um, I I don't know. I don't know what it gave to me. Um, but you respected but I just, her. Point I really do. Yeah, I think she's got. And, I, and she just moved out of London. She she was studying and learning in London, and then just moved up to Newcastle because she wanted to be. She wanted to teach more people. That was all. That was all her vibe. And she only ever wrote books once she passed like fifty. She wasn't like the biggest seller or like the most incredible loud person. But I think our ideas are, are super sweet. Love it. Great guest. Thanks, man. Safe to say I've never heard of it. I'm not surprised. <laughs> she should, yeah. if, honestly, as a listeners, check that shit out. No, Midgley. <laughs> I, think our, I think our ideas could change the world. <laughs> My guest sounds so irresponsible now that I've heard that. Yeah, oh, no, I've got some fucking belts. Very irresponsible. I've got some contrasting Who would your first guest be? Um, oh, it's so between what? Which one do I want to do first? Uh... <laughs> Uh, I believe his name is Hasbullah. So do you know who that is? So <laughs> you know who that is. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
So Hasbullah is this like, what it is, is that he he rose to fame in 2021 on TikTok because he was, I I think he was fighting like a boxer and he's like, he's not the tallest person. (laughs) (laughs) And he had some like, uh, some jokes on TikTok and he has like a really peculiar like accent and that's, it's quite interesting. So like in how he says that burger is like burger like that's how he says it and it's like he's really cute looking but he's 20 years he's old the, sm- the small guy and he's not the tallest person that's how yeah, i yeah. that's how i kind of like refer to it yeah and and um he's just been like going to see like different celebrities and everything and I've, i think obviously his height has opened doors for him in, in in that sense but like he's got like a really nice um personality if i'm honest and i think in terms of just i was just thinking about like what he would bring to like the dinner table and everything other than like a high chair i think like it would kind of like it would kind of like border on like on kind of border on like what the kind of things we'd eat kind of i guess i like a, like a medium rare kind of steak and whatnot i can i can have with him maybe some serilac some do you know what i mean some wheat a bit something along that something along those lines so i think he's like i just love to yeah like have him really you know what i mean i love to have him he's got a lot of energy um yeah, he's just very, very authentic. He's very got a good authentic. outlook on life. Yeah, very good outlook on life, actually. Yeah, he doesn't look down on people. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> he only looks up. Is that what you mean? <laughs> oh! <laughs> no, no, he's, he's really cool. I really Rachel. like him. No, I really like him. Genuinely, he's got the, like, uh, yeah, the, he punches up. No, he's oh, okay, like, no, <laughs> that's not nice. Yeah, but he's really, he's just really charismatic. Um, and I think he'd be the life of the party in that sense. Yeah. Love that. Um, Flo, over oh, to you. Got, I'm sort of guess, trying to work out who I should say first out of my list <laughs> so that I don't that sort of compliment these two. Um, okay, Georgia Pritchett. So she is um, a writer. She's a screenwriter. She wrote for Veep, The Thick of It, um, Succession. Um, oh, what was the other one? Avenue 5 most recently. She's like one of Britain's most successful screenwriter women. And she's so amazing and I just love her more than anything in the entire world weirdly I've loved her for a really long time but did literally no research into her because I was so scared that she'd make me feel inadequate (laughs) or more inadequate than I already feel but before coming here I did loads of research into her okay so you're prepared so now I'm prepared so go (laughs) (laughs) um has she uh would you say she's influenced you in a professional or a personal sense? I think one of the things that, I, that I'm, I, as much as it might, might not come across, I'm an incredibly anxious person. And she's actually just released a book a couple of years ago, which I need to read because I'm crap. <laughs> um, oh, it's called Something to Do. The, t- the title of the book's got the word anxiety in And basically she talks a lot about how anxiety is like, it's a tool in it actually mean, if you're a really anxious person, you're incredibly self-aware because you're constantly like looking mm. at yourself and going, Analyzing. shit, shit, shit. So she kind of talks about anxiety as being something that's really good for writing and because you're observant and you're taking things on because you're... So one of the things that, that she has inspired me to do is to sort of embrace the anxiety and actually be like, it's kind of a really fun thing. The other thing that has massively inspired me about George Pritchett is that I went through her writing history. So obviously she's written on like the best stuff, like Succession, I mean, Christ alive. It's like the writing on that and the thick of it is just, it's unbelievable. I went through her catalogue and she really early on in her career, she wrote S Club 7 in LA, <laughs> S Club 7 back to the 50s and S Club 7 in Hollywood. And I was like... That for me is the most inspiring thing ever because <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter yeah, where you start. Together. Not no saying way. that they're not saying that they're like that is not a credible, <gasps> wonderful 
TV making, Unexpected. but it's not succession. So if she mm. started there, like maybe I could be <laughs> amazing writer. Yeah. It's going from like good point. work to amazing work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's possible. It, and it's just, it just goes to show you that like, yeah, you can basically be, you can get anywhere you want as long as you're, yeah. She's just brilliant and she's so unassuming. And when you listen to her speak, she's just like so much genius and so much, she's so incredible yet. She's just this lovely woman that you, yeah, it's always people. I always think people who are genuinely really, really talented are just like really unassuming because <laughs> they don't have anything to prove. That's why I'm so loud. <laughs> it all makes sense. It all, yeah. <laughs> but no, she's amazing. She's really, really good. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, have you got any good stories about her? Um, oh, good stories. There's so many. Um, but one I was listening to... This, which is kind of in keeping with this podcast uh, with this podcast is about her food and she's saying about when she her food what she used to eat as a child she didn't eat anything that wasn't just sugar so she used to only eat um foam mushrooms you know the the pink and white little the foam mushrooms, mushrooms yeah? yeah those a sweet a sweet yeah. yeah it's like a it's a classic they're fantastic <laughs> they're not vegan um and she'd eat those she'd drink neat ribena and only drink lemonade for every single meal that's all she ever had. She had the sweetest Neat Ribena. That's neat a new, Ribena. That's, that's a new term. It's a fucking next level. Um, What's the, what is Neat Ribena? As in no water. No water with it. Just, just straight from the bottle. Uh, yeah. Like, like super concentrate. Like, like you, you're meant to dilute it. It's intense. Yeah. <laughs> neat Ribena. She got, she, got, she got any health issues or she? Well, she's, still she going, she's still going strong. Yeah, is she okay? Is she's fine. And she actually was talking about this in another podcast. God, it's so incestuous. But she she was talking about um how yeah like she's shocked that she's not diabetic yeah exactly because <laughs> all she ever used to do that but um but yeah and the other thing i love about her is something that i again she sort of validates loads of my strange behavior because when she was a kid she used to memorize like tv shows that she loves and like recite them word for word and i used to do the same thing because i had no friends <laughs> i used to read blackadder i had the script of blackadder and i used to learn it word for word and then like recite it for my mum at dinner and she like get some friends um but Good yeah show, but it's fucking banging but she um apparently she used to do the same thing so i'm like validated it's yeah that's uh, she's just amazing yeah if uh georgia came to your dinner party would she do the dishes or not <laughs> i think she would she seems like a, i think well the anxiety would play into that wouldn't it be like oh if i don't then they might judge me okay. um that's what i would be thinking but um fun fact about her she eats before she goes to dinner <laughs> <laughs> because she's so into food now, not just sweets. Not just cold baked beans. <laughs> yeah, that she, she, fuck off. That she, um, I bet she loves cold baked beans. That she eats before because she's so, she gets so ravenous when she's eating that she's really put people off. So she eats a little <laughs> meal before. And then I think Grace Dent, when she was interviewing her, described it as like a food wank. <laughs> like, <laughs> get it done before you go and do the real deal so you can last longer, which I like. And, and I think that's great. I might start doing that. I love food. I eat far too quickly. But yeah, I like that. Anyway, sorry, that's not what you asked me. You can never describe a cold bag, cold uh, tin of baked beans as a food bank. It was a food bank. And aren't we glad that I did it because I ate very slowly and very carefully <laughs> away from my microphone. Lovely guest. All very different. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Gabo, back to, back to you. Guest number two. Um, I would invite my friend Georgia. Okay, um, getting personal. Yeah, Georgia's the deepest conversationalist I know today. More um, than you. She's, she, like, 
I could be like on my, she literally came around the other day. Like I was not thinking, I didn't speak to a single person all day. Mm. I was sick for a long time. I was just like not in the mood, but something about her energy actually comes into my house and like brings like a certain element of sunshine and Aww. we can just like literally talk forever for real. To the point where I'm like getting more sick because I should be like resting. <laughs> we just like love just chatting shit and, okay. and having it go nowhere. Um, I think she'd be great with Mary. She'd she'd be chilling. Um, oh, so you're thinking of the like the, the dynamic? Yeah, oh. I did. I tried to think. Oh. It's all sort of tops with my third, but I'll leave that for later. Um, but yeah, Georgia would just make me calm, and you know, there's that fucking. She literally just takes my anxiety away. She makes any social scenario like navigable. Nice. Um, navigable. That's a navigable. Like is that, that a word? It is now. But yeah, it's got good energy. Navigable. She would she would rest me. She's chill. We met on the dance floor. Like, okay. literally, like, aura, energy, whatever you want to talk about. Like, we met and instantly clicked. And, like, she's sick. Nice. Shouts, Georgia. <laughs> she, like, a good, like, does she go deep on combos or is she, like, deep. good breadth as well? Deep. She's never afraid to go skits. I feel like <laughs> my conversations sometimes veer into, like, what is he talking about? Is he schizophrenic? But she's always, she's willing to go with you and to understand you and like look you in the eye and really try and understand what the fuck you're talking about. Um, yeah. Yeah, honestly. A friend to ground you at the dinner party. Yeah, grounding, she makes me present. I feel like I make her present. She makes me present. We make each other Let's like- get some new friends. Proper <laughs> present. I know. Yeah. Okay, um, how long have you guys known each other for? About like three years ago, like halfway through okay, COVID. So quite recently. Yeah. She's okay. not like OG, she's not day one. Okay. But like for having moved out and living about London, she was like the first friend I made once I moved out. Um, Would she help you uh, cook your halloumi curry? I, I was going to say, there's contention. <laughs> and she doesn't know this. But I like to cook in a... I'm quite loose when I cook. And I think she's quite... <laughs> that does not surprise me. I think she's quite structured <laughs> in how she cooks. Mm. You know? There's a certain style of cooking that wants to like have a bit more control or, or share the... Um, and she's cooked for me, and it wasn't that good. <gasps> oh, I can say that because I love. I love Georgia. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Nice. My first personal guest of the evening. <sighs> love it. Debs number two. Who are we thinking? I don't have any personal guests. That's okay. Unfortunately, um, uh, my next one. She's actually no longer alive, unfortunately. But her name was June Brown also known as Dot Cotton from EastEnders. And I would very much like her to be a guest at my dinner table for a few reasons, yeah. I feel like, um, I feel like she was kind of like the bedrock of EastEnders. I stopped watching EastEnders like 12 years ago. Good to know. Whenever Bradley died, I'm not too sure. But um, she was kind of like at the heart of what... Some wherever they lived, they lived in some square or something like that. Oh, it was some... Square. Yeah, that, see? That one there, yeah. And I think it's just like, the level of um like optimism basically <laughs> that she had i feel like just given everything that happened oh well again eastenders is not a real thing of course but like i feel like she'd probably be like that in real life as well and then just the amount of time that she dedicated to her craft i just think just as someone like at the beginning of like their career it's just super interesting to see <coughs> somebody die doing what they love basically i think like mm. she'd have so many different stories um, to tell and I think her and like Hasbulla would get on like really well actually like she's, like, she's really good with um, with young people so <laughs> I feel like that would be like a match made in heaven really yeah. um, I think she'd know a lot of things to cook as well okay. um, just given how seasoned she is just as a 
as an actress, I think like they'd be like, there'd be like a lot of like really kind one. of, yeah. <laughs> there'd be a lot of, you know, like really um, that timeless dishes, you know what I mean? So okay. I feel like that would be really interesting to delve into that palette. So was she on the, was she <laughs> the Russian book? <laughs> Was she on the show like right to the very end of her life? Ah, uh, I, I stopped watching it when Bradley died, so. I feel like she was, because it was like, it was like really heartbreaking. When yeah. She Not again, I haven't watched Eastenders for ages probably. Yeah. But was she I a famous yeah. character? Oh, yeah. yeah. She yeah. always yeah. got a yeah. fag in her Yeah, hand. she always, oh, really? always got a curl in, yeah. in her in um, dry yeah. cleaning shop. Yeah. Yeah, she Brilliant. always had like a cigarette and everything, and she was just herself, like literally. Yes. She's like one of those people, like even if you wake her up out of sleep, like she's just herself, like she doesn't she have to sing it now. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't have to kind of like, get into character. Maybe. If you were having her to your dinner party, what what type of uh, meal would you want to cook, cook for her? Ooh, um, when you cook for people that you know legendary, you've got to think <laughs> about <laughs> their palate and what they would like. I think. I'm not sure, but maybe something like beef Wellington. She looks um, like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like an OG. She lo- yeah, yeah. OG. she looks like she'd like a beef Wellington. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah, that's what I'd make for her, beef Wellington. Okay. It would be like, if you could do something too spicy, it might, like, if you were the line, it yeah. might kill her. So. Yeah, tip her over the edge, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dot. Bless okay. her. Glad we had a minute of silence earlier. Yeah, exactly. That was for Dot, yeah. When we had that minute of silence, I was thinking about Dot. Oh. <laughs> Why are you laughing? That sounds like a lie. <laughs> it works, doesn't it? Oh, oh my God. Flo, over to you. Oh, God, I forgot I had to go. I was just enjoying second you guys. Guest. Um, my second guest is... Um, Natasha, <laughs> I didn't know which order Sorry, to go. I didn't know uh, Natasha Dimitriou. So I just was listening to because she's my favourite person in the whole world, and I feel like you might love her as well. Um, so she's a comedian. Um, she's a sister of um, Jamie Dimitriou, who is the star of Stathlet's Flats, um, and she is so funny and so beautiful. And I just, I think I'm less inspired by her and more. I wish I was just her, like, yeah. and I and I am angry that I'm not her. <laughs> Maybe I'm just angry. She's she's um so yeah she and she's also in that um, vampire comedy. What we do in the shadows. Have you seen that? I don't know. Oh God, she's it's such a it's. I'm I'm getting blank looks from everyone. So I feel like no one <laughs> no one's got a fucking. Yeah, I kind of like, No one knew who your weird old lady was <laughs> that loves animals either. So fuck you. Is that like EastEnders? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like EastEnders, but set in um, New York and they're vampires. She's um she's Brit. She's Greek Cypriot. So she's born um born in London, I think. And she um she's just her and her brother are just a fantastic duo. They are. She she's also inspiration. <laughs> Again, I'm just inspired by people who were something else and then became something else. Not that that's telling at all for me. But um, she started off as a um, makeup artist and um, slowly transitioned to being a comedian and nailing it and going to Fringe or whatever and doing all that. And she just released a show with her best friend and comedy person duo, comedy person duo. That's not the right word. She's got a best friend called Ellie White and she does it with her and they did a TV show and it was fantastic and she's amazing. And... Lovely, apparently, because a friend of mine worked. Have met her? No, I've never met her, and I feel like I would. I actually don't think I'd ever want to because I love her so much, and I don't want. <laughs> I've met people. Have I met people? I think in my head, the idea of someone is usually better than the reality mm. of them. Mm. And she's so great. A friend of mine worked on set with her, and she was singing. And I hope this is true because if it's not, it's going to be really embarrassing. But um, he was standing behind her 
in the queue and she was just singing a song to herself, which is always in my head because he sung it to me. She was going, there's a chicken in my knickers and I want to get it out. And I sing it all the time. Um, and I feel really privileged to know that that was a song that she was singing to herself on set. Okay. Um, anyway, there's a chicken in her knickers. What type of comedy does she do? Oh, fuck. That's like asking me about genres of music. I don't know. She's just really funny. Um, so she's a sketch. No, she does, she does sketch shows. So a lot of her stuff was on YouTube. So just sketch shows um, with, again, with Ellie. And then, yeah, but, but she's... um. But she's like, yeah, I'd say sketch is probably the genre. Is that right? Yeah, is that sure. a genre? But yeah, she's very funny. Right. I think she's done a bit of sort of stage shit, but mainly at Fringe and then and fundamentally, yeah. she's just. Yeah. I think maybe that's the next step is seeing her live and yeah. deciding if you don't. Oh, get you there. I just don't know. We'll get you there. Me, yeah. huh? I just love her so If you did meet her, what, what would you ask her? Oh, my God. Probably what her relationship with her mum was like. <laughs> oh, Dave. Just because I've got this theory that you need to have a really supportive mum to be really successful, and I'm like desperate to know how supportive her mum was. Not the opposite. Re you think the opposite? No, no, no. I don't. Necessarily or the opposite. Or yeah, yeah. Like what? I, yeah, basically You're that. Inspired I know. Inspired of what your mother told you. Mm. Yeah, but I know her dad's really funny, and um, apparently she was saying that he's got Alzheimer's at the moment, but. It's hard to tell because he was so mad before. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, apparently he's a really, really amazing character that informed a lot of uh, the, the stats. Anyway, blah, 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 blah. she's brilliant. Uh. <laughs> uh, let's move on to our third Sorry. guest because... Uh, oh, mine's really... The theory sounds like the hunt. Zeb's <laughs> over to you for your, your, your final guess. It's between three people. <laughs> Can I just say the three people and then I'm going to pick the final yeah, person? Yeah, so we'll help you pick. Yeah, thank you. It's between Gaddafi, uh, Snoop Dogg. Gaddafi. Yeah, and... um Yeah, oh, just, I just... <laughs> it's the third? Uh, Two sides oh, of the same no, I just had it. What, Gaddafi and Snoop Dogg? Oh, I just had it. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, it'll come back to me. Yeah, I'll just pick Snoop Dogg anyway. But I think... um I think he'd be really cool, you know, because I feel like he's one of those people that have lived, like, several lives, mm. basically. Mm. Like, he was, like, acquitted for murder, like, early in the, like, 90s and mm. everything. And then, like, he had this, like, crazy debut album that actually did more sales than Tupac's, like, debut <gasps> album. Mm. But it's only because, like, Tupac has died that he's been memorialised, mm. like, in, yeah, in that way. And he's, wow. like, a wildly successful, like, artist in his, like, own right. But then he's kind of morphed into this kind of, I don't know, like... Dwayne The Rock Johnson of like it's like a businessman, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. A he's like, show, right? yeah, yeah. Like he's just like I'm cashing in on it. Um, I respect that. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Good on him, though. Absolutely, yeah, no, yeah. I think it's more so. Um, yeah, I just, I just feel like he's like, uh, he's been able to transition like really, really well. Because I think now when people think of transitioning, like in that kind of hip hop industry, you think about bringing out a tequila or bringing out like a vodka brand or something like that. And then hopefully it bangs and you kind of go from there. But like he was transitioning before those games were even kind of being played basically. So for him to go from like where he is like on like the West Coast to like just eat is pretty insane to me. And so he probably... Um, probably has a lot of stories to tell, really. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think he would be like a really, really, yeah, a really cool person to just kind of sit down with. And I guess because he smokes a lot as well, he probably, I was going to say he wouldn't eat that much, but then he would. <laughs> he would eat that much. Actually, yeah, yeah, he would eat a lot. Depends actually. where you catch him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so I find, yeah, I, I just think he's really, really cool. I think he's cool. Yeah. I think Stu Dog's quite cool because... I don't know, he kind of still feels like a man of the people. Mm, yeah. yeah. Like, he doesn't necessarily have that, like, I don't know, 
Like he's obviously an icon, but like yeah. not like a rock star mentality. Like he seemed like you just have a, you could just chill with him and yeah. Bump into him at Tesco. Friend of mine shot a music video with him in LA, no and he way. was like, really, he was like, he texted me, he was like, you never fucking guess what I'm doing today. I was like, what? In LA, I've just made a piano, a weed piano. <laughs> so no he built way. this thing, and Snoop Dogg was coming to play it for this music video. I was like, what the fuck? And he texted me afterwards. Oh, ghosts! He texted me afterwards and said, um, and said that he's the nicest guy ever. They had a smoke together. Yeah. It was just so unassuming, and just like obviously rock star, but like, yeah. but like fundamentally wasn't terrified as he thought he was going to be yeah nice dude yeah. so he's high all the is he actually yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. most of the time yeah most of the time yeah. how does he not crank out like, I, don't I reckon now it's right? just like a glass of water to him though it's just like you just yeah. refresh oh, he's, he's been yeah. smoking the same weird. strain he's so yeah. used to it and it's like the best strain in yeah. The world. yeah exactly really yeah it must be it must be like so I mean that's inspirational in itself isn't it like that you manage to function and do as much as he does because he's doing stuff he's doing events yeah cranging out I don't yeah. know how you come to the wide and Portland office perform smoking and I, I don't get it that's a quite yeah. fun TV show to watch like Snoop Dogg becomes <laughs> <laughs> what wow. do you think his uh, favorite munchie food would be? Ooh, I reckon he's got really like like good taste in food though. Mm. So I don't think I could give him like a packet of Doritos or anything. It would have to be. <laughs> it would have yeah. to be like Cheetos. Yeah. I bet he eats like, good. I yeah, like, like proper. Sure. This like, proper. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, like some um, what was it? But butternut squash. And, um, he'd probably eat something like that to be fair, or some sort of like lobster or something. Like oh that. yeah, I can see him eating a lobster with his little yeah. bib. He looks like he eats, but I don't know if it's just the weed, the excessive smoking of weed though. But he looks like he eats really well. Mm. Like I can't imagine him being like obese or anything. Mm. So but I don't he's know. Quite a skinny guy. Yeah, Where's he exactly. from? Is he Jamaican? Uh, I don't know where he's from originally. I just know he's from LA, mm. basically. Um, not too sure originally, yeah. He's got that skinny frame, it's nuts. But I think that's just excessive, like, weed. Yeah, I think probably. once you do it to a certain amount, it's, yeah, I feel like I just don't get how you func- I just don't function like that. Uh, it. It's a dangerous aspiration, it really is. <laughs> no one's ever died of smoking weed. No, they haven't. Yeah. Yeah. But they have, crazy. like, slowed yeah. down. Slowed down? It makes me You say it like that, dear, yeah. just like amongst us in slow motion. <laughs> to keep a career going, I guess he's got people. It's always like the Yeah, yeah. Like, he doesn't do bills. He doesn't do I think once you're so bills. good as well in terms of your talent, like he can write like a 16 yeah, and true. his like, once you, I feel like once you, what is it, 10,000 hours or whatever people you say it is. Yeah, once level. you hit a certain level, you could be on crack, yeah, Which you'll be it? good. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can make that album. You know, like, you'll perform. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're not going to forget the words. Yeah, like, he's a so. pro. <laughs> <laughs> he's a pro. All right, then, moving on. Flow <laughs> <laughs> over to you, the, oh. our, our, our ninth and final guest. Oh, do you know what? This is such a boring one. Not because he's boring, but just I shouldn't have said this one. It's, it's again, someone, a guy called Joe Capper, who is like an animator like sort of director guy and again he fits my form of he didn't used to do that <laughs> and when he was 30 and in covid he decided that he was going to start he was a motion designer i think um and then decided he was going to do his own shit started doing like a bunch of like silly animations and and whatnot and then um i just want to get that <laughs> Deb's sorry, really cares. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm really, I'm really invested Fill in the story. Yeah. No, it's all right. You're good. It's, it's so, it's, yeah. Oh, you remember his name though? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Guy, Joe, Joe Kappa is, um, yeah, so he, he in, in, I think it was in COVID or maybe before, he, uh, he started doing his own little skits and bits and pieces and 
Again, something that really inspires me about him is he's like, he takes details out of how awful humans are. And like, really, I don't know if he describes his own work like this, but like really blows them out. So he did like a series of like, well, let's go back to weed. These sort of like guys going camping and it's a tiny little animation. It's probably only about like a minute long. And it's so, it's so damning of just like, like how human beings talk to each other when they're not. It, I really, I'm going to send it around to you guys because it's almost impossible for me to try and explain it because it's just the, the tiny little bits. And he does set builds. So he made this like really weird alternative version of the Teletubbies, which is just so fucked up and weird. And, and Adult Swim picked it up, which is the guys who did Rick and Morty and stuff like that. And it's like only over like, I think the space of like, and he did, a, and he, it was only like, I'm going to massively be annoyed at myself. If I've got this wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's only over the last like five years or so that he's really been like doing anything like for himself rather than and and it's just blown up and he just like he had a short film at Sundance called Ghost Dogs about <laughs> ghost dogs in a house, <laughs> um, which is again a really really good watch. But his his humor, yeah, and I think he's just I don't know I don't even know what he fucking looks like. That's is I was trying to research him before I came on here, but it really is when you look at his his work and it's again it's what I'd love about everyone like georgia pritchett as well like the the details of the human condition and how crap we are as human beings is probably one of the things that inspires me the most because we're so shit mm. <laughs> what a positive way to finish <laughs> <laughs> which brings me back to my first point don't invite me no but but yeah no he's 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 amazing Do you think he'd be a warm person i think he'd be lovely i was actually reading his bio and he's just like so fucking grateful that like he's he, he, I was like, <laughs> I think I said it out loud on my hair. I was like, oh my God, he's so nice as well. Which always, I, the minute I find out that someone's a knob, I'm like, yeah. you're not my hero anymore. <laughs> you find a talented person who's also really and nice. I, Honestly, I genuinely think, I hope in like the next sort of 10 years, he's going to be doing some big stuff, which is really, really nice. And what's, his, what's his animation style? Yeah, it's, it's again, it's like not dissimilar to my, and not dissimilar to my own animation style. It's kind of like... He does, he does loads, that's the weird thing is he's just got like a really, like, he does line drawing, like, I think cell by cell animation or like After Effects. And then he does like pound pencil drawings that are like, and then he does like, like I was saying, like he builds these huge paper mache heads as well. And like does these really, it's like, it's literally when you go on his Instagram or his Vimeo or whatever, it's like delving into his head and you're just like shocked. And in, you can't stop watching it. It's almost like, it's almost grotesque. You're like, oh, gross. Let's, let's watch it again. Mm. Um, but he's brilliant. And hopefully one day I'll get to use him for an advert. What I do. Yeah. But, um, but no, he's brilliant. But I don't know anything about him other than he's lovely and he's got a Labrador. So it's hard to track down. <laughs> I, think, I think because he's on that sort of up curve, I actually went on to Vimeo to find something else today and he's on the front page. And I was like, no, that's my man that no one knows. <laughs> um, Bastards. The cookies. Yeah. Okay, we've all, uh, we've all, we've all been through our, our guests. Final question for everyone. Who are your guests? Wait. So. Us. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. That's yeah, why yeah. we're here. Come on, Gabriel. I chose poorly. Um, yeah. Feel that. But if you, every, each of the three of you could choose one other guest that you found interesting today from someone else, you can't pick your own Gabriel, <laughs> who, who would you choose? Natasha. Natasha. I can't say, I'm going to say her name wrong. I've said it wrong. Because Yeah, go. Georgia Pritchett is who I would pick. Cause I think going from S Club Seven to Succession is like wow, isn't that like, fucking yeah, cool? Like, that's a level. Yeah, that should be the name of a book. Yeah, 
That was like, that is insane. Especially because they're on like their final season now and they've won so many awards and everything. But S Club 7 also was like massive as well. When I was growing up, yeah, S Club 7 were, was like, yeah. They were, they were, but very different tonally. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe bit, it yeah. wasn't. Maybe we need to rewatch it. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And actually the sort of microaggression <laughs> and the thread, manipulative yeah. behaviour of Paul and Hannah. Yeah, they didn't last to be fair. So maybe there was something that she wrote there. But um, yeah, I think that's like, Okay. Super inspiring. George Pritchard, like it. Gabo, what about you? I would say actually um, Hezbollah. Yeah. I don't okay. think we, we spoke enough about Hezbollah. Yeah. Hezbollah is really cool. He's got yeah. a really nice outlook, I think, yeah. in life. I first saw him driving a BMW and mm. I was like, why is that Himself, was he driving himself? On his own. I was like, why is that five-year-old driving a BMW? And it's because he's just a short man enjoying his life. Yeah. He's ri- No, he's killing it. Yeah. He's, he's, he's doing all right. And he's not like... He's fine, health-wise. Yeah, he's completely fine. He got he gets angry and people squeeze his cheeks and everything. Yeah, people do treat him like. Yeah. They really. Yeah. It's crazy. I feel like he can probably be quite emblematic. Don't. Why are you smiling at me? <laughs> but I feel like he can Joy. be quite emblematic of like I guess the, the next whole... generation. Yeah, maybe, yeah, of just exactly. Just not giving a fuck. Yeah, exactly. Because you'll be able to be an influencer. <laughs> exactly. So. I think he's. I think he's amazing. Like genuinely. Yeah, it would be so sick to meet him. Yeah. Got to get him in the mm-hmm. ad. He's fucking famous. So yeah, get, like why are you getting? Yeah, you get him in an ad. Yeah. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, leave it at me. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's yeah, how it works. Like, you mean all the people you're meeting? Do you know what I mean? No, if you're talking to the the wider network. Yeah, exactly. Put it out. Has Bula. If we can get Has Bula. I would invite him. Yeah. To my party from your. He's oh. the first little one. Yeah. 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 I invite him and I think <laughs> your friend Georgia because I yeah. want to be friends with her. She's great. Yeah. yeah, Georgia sounds cool. Yeah. What a lovely friend to have that keeps you present. Right? I mean, I'm probably Shouts. dissing on my friend that I have lots of people, but I know that I think feeling. It's most that, people's friends. Yeah. yeah. It's just for me, it was my the first, mm. almost first friend. Yeah. Like proper. When you really click with someone and it's almost like you're like, I remember saying to actually my who is my boyfriend now but my friend before <laughs> I said to him I was like are you like this with everyone because you know when you just click yeah. with someone and you're like surely this isn't yeah, yeah. this is not how you can be with everyone this is special yeah it's really fun um, but no I want to thank the three of you uh, and also Ellie and Theo behind behind the mics um, been a lot of fun a couple of laughs but yeah, thank you to all for coming. Thanks. Thank you, Ellie. The food was amazing. Yeah. The food no was amazing. Oh, shut up. Before we go. This is amazing. Yeah. Oh. I was like, sorry. Sesame seeds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Open Brief is produced by Louise Woodward, Mimi Munoz, and Lucy Dwyer. It's edited by Candice Mortier and includes original music by Louise Woodward.